With the NowJobs app, you're only three clicks away from a new student worker. Let us introduce you to the NowJobs app. That's extra help in just a few clicks. No fuss, no administration. Download it now. Available in Belgium, the Netherlands, France, and soon in Germany. Now jobs. Get the job done. Ka-ching! <laughs> Dad's really good on the kazoo. No one, no one knows this about him. <laughs> I've been practicing. Uh, this up. is my favorite part. Hide your kids. <laughs> lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous, dangerous podcast. podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese podcast. Oh, yeah. Russia has closed the Nord Stream pipeline to Europe as natural gas prices spiked 28% this week. But this podcast, yeah, it's still free, people. You are listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast, Does Europe. I'm your co-host, Joel October Fest. Beer is going to cost an arm and leg this year, Cheeseman. And I'm Chad. I'm not crying. You're crying. So wash. And I'm leaving, still loving the long, hot European summer, Vanny Van Eisen. So hot. And on this episode, the House of HR gets a little more crowded. Poland steps up and a little buy or sell, including a Tinder for Jobs startup. Hey, let's do this. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. European. Talent. Intelligence. What does it mean? Imagine a world where it's easier for you to find and know your target group where it's easier to recruit and attract the talent you need from a European talent pool. Every year, thousands of corporate recruiters, HR departments and intermediaries rely on Intelligence Group to make that dream a reality. Intelligence Group is the European market leader in recruitment talent intelligence. With innovative dashboards and tailor-made research in 28 European countries, It is our job to empower you as a state-of-the-art, data-driven recruitment business partner. Recruiting with data is great. Recruiting with Intelligence Group is better. Learn more about our services at intelligence-group.nl Intelligence Group, market leader in European talent intelligence. So you're you're liking the hot weather, Levin. That's what I'm hearing? How's that energy bill? This summer, <laughs> That's a good thing since since it's like very hot. We don't need to heat our houses, which normally in September we should be doing. Yeah, well, you guys don't have AC, do you? Normally we don't need it. It's not really common here. I mean, in the offices it did, but not in uh, in standard old houses like mine. So, so is is the doomsday narrative in the U.S. for real? That we're ta- they're talking about 10x energy bills this winter. Yeah, that's really really a problem. I mean, that's going to be pitchforks in the street, right? I can't imagine it will not be. No, really. If I was working for one of those energy companies making billions of money, I would start uh, hiring, how did you call them? The Pinkertons? Pinkertons. Yeah, they better Pinkertons. get some fucking yeah. Pinkertons. That's for sure. I think so. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Because it's, it's, not, it's not that long ago that people in the streets in France were singing, we're going to hang the aristocrats. And now the new aristocrats are those people. So, so the narrative is that Energy companies are making like they're gouging customers, 
and that it's their fault that energy bills will go. They're not, no one's blaming uh, Russia for this. No, no, it's definitely Russia, but okay. um, there is something weird. I mean, gas prices are skyrocketing, rocketing because of Russia, but electricity prices are linked to gas prices, even though some companies still just use nuclear plants and they don't have anything to do with gas, but they still sell their their uh, electricity at terrible prices and they're mm. making tons and tons of money and that's plain right evil and that's what you do you look for the opportunity to make cash off the backs of the little man such uh. socialists in europe such <laughs> socialists that's a that shows you the thatcher influence right there baby Good capitalism thing. speaking of which yes leaving shout out involves a new prime minister that's getting a lot Ooh. of attention across uh. the pond leaving uh. what you got for shout outs Let's trust UK's new prime minister and for you American bumpkins who probably never heard about <laughs> Let's Trust. What did you say? Let's trust. I oh, know, you know, you meant bumpkins. Okay, whatever. So uh, you probably still remember Boris. I wasn't born to follow my own rules, Johnson. And the guy, <laughs> he had his fun, but now it's time to get serious again. And I think in Europe, we all know female Tories make great prime ministers in times of war. And I don't think she likes Europe, but she even hates Russia more, so we're good. So, and Liz, we trust, welcome Liz, and I'm sure she's listening, so hi, Liz. Obviously, <laughs> obviously listening. Yes, yeah, uh, the, the narrative over here in the States is that she is Margaret, Margaret Thatcher 2.0, uh, which means she's very conservative, uh, mm -hmm. which means a lot of our English friends aren't real happy about the new prime minister, but uh, time will tell as far as, you know, what kind of policies she implements and what kind of impact that has on... Uh, England and the UK. See if she goes after the uh, petrol companies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Let's let's keep our shout outs in the UK, shall we? Shout out to England rock fans and the Foo Fighters who jammed Wembley Stadium on Saturday for a tribute to late Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Yep. who died earlier this year. Celebrities like Brian May and Roger Taylor from Queen, uh, Liam Gallagher, yes, Mark Ronson, and it. Dave Chappelle <laughs> came out to honor Taylor. But nothing was more meaningful than when 16-year-old Shane Hawkins, yep. yes, son of dr drummer Taylor, sat behind the drum kit and played Foo Fighters' hit song, My Hero, with his dad's band. Shout out to England for filling Wem Wembley Stadium to the brim, honoring an amazing musician and giving a 16-year-old kid a chance to honor his dad in a moment he will never forget. Shout out to England. That's great. That's great. And for me, it was uh, Liam doing Live Forever that that touched my heart, Chad. And just the fact that you mentioned Liam Gallagher in the same breath of anything on this show makes my... <laughs> I'm just glad that they had him go first and got him off the fucking stage. <laughs> Save the best for first. All right. I'm going to keep it in the UK, kind of, but not really, with, uh, with Ireland. I can make you okay. rich. Maybe partly uh, UK. So the Emerald Isle is on a roll, boys. Employment Ooh. figures have reached record levels in Ireland with workforce growth in almost all sectors of the economy. The total number of employed people aged 15 to 89, boy, they really go up with the uh, the numbers there, has suppressed 2.55 million people, an 8.7% increase from the 2.34 million who were employed at the same time last year. In short, more people are employed in Ireland now than ever before. The reason? 
There are many, but consumption of Irish whiskey isn't hurting the cause. With a 250 million euro investment, Irish distillers, the company behind the names like Jameson and Greenspot, will be creating 800 new jobs over the next three years. Now, that's a copper pot of gold I can get behind. Shout out to our friends in Ireland. I can make you rich. And that just goes back to what we talked about, I think, a few weeks ago when you said that, hey, we're not talking about Ireland anymore with regard to companies going there and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. This just demonstrates there is a saturation point. That's right. Now it's now it's up to at home products and services like Irish whiskey to help carry (laughs) carry the banner. I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be happier. Uh, I think you can hide behind being American, but I wouldn't dare calling Irish people part of UK. I mean, people have been kneecapped, kneecapped for much less. Only the, the North, North part. part. Yeah, and even that's <laughs> doubtable for some. How many, how many countries are in this country? Four. Four. Okay. <laughs> Events. Events. Okay, kids. Events. We're, we're traveling and you'll notice, and, and you'll know that we're traveling because we will be wearing our Shaker recruitment marketing gear. That's that's right, kids. Yes, sir. Coming to Europe in October for Unleash World in Paris. That's October 12th through the 13th. I'm pretty hyped to get back to Europe. Leaving's already there, but how about, how about you, Joel? Are you hyped? Oh, love Paris. Uh, Paris in the fall. What could be better? <laughs> Paris in the fall. I still hold hope that Levin could surprise us in Vegas next week. I think yeah. Levin could pull a Levin and show up on the strip oh, in Vegas. It's so much next fun week. To, to be able to say leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, yes, leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> You don't see it happening. Wait a minute. I still got a I still got a ticket discount. Oh yeah. So all those kids who want to go to Unleash, everybody should want to go to Unleash. But we have a 20% discount for attendees. That's right. Go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right uh, right hand corner, check out the event calendar. Register there and you, my friend, will receive 20% off. Thanks to our friends over at Unleash. Can't you just give it to me? (laughs) Oh, sure. (laughs) We're also launching Groupon on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Topics. All right. This one uh, hits close to home, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, Not one, not two, not three. House of HR has announced four Jeez, new Daddy acquisitions expanding through France, Germany, and the Netherlands. Those are French digital matching platform StaffMe, founded in 2016, German company LD Personal Vertmittlung, GmbH, <laughs> uh, founded in 2017 and focused on physician jobs. And out of the Netherlands, FID or FID, a leading temporary uh, employment player in waste processing, recycling, and landscaping, as well as Biz People, who specializes in flex employment. The combined revenue of the four acquisitions in 2021 was around 63 million euros. So, Levin, your employer has been pretty busy lately. You're not just sitting back with a duval after the Bain Capital investment. What the hell is going on at House of HR? No, no, no. Bain actually thinks we need we need to grow, so uh, no duvel more for us. <laughs> actually, it's been pretty busy. So, as you mentioned, four acquisitions very recently, last week. And uh, first one, maybe the biggest one, is StuffMe. I'm sure if you know StuffMe, you, one of you, 
No. Nope. No, never. Okay. Stuff no me clue. if it was a if it was a buyer if this was a buyer or sell and I would mention stuff me and I would give an explanation. He would say buy 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 because uh, stuff me is a pretty important digital talent acquisition platform in France, and that made it interesting for us because we have now jobs which is doing something similar and we wanted to enter France. We already did, but we wanted to grow faster given France being a very big market. So um, we now acquired StaffMe and we're going to launch now jobs within StaffMe and to uh, make it grow faster. So it's focusing on students, on connecting students, young entrepreneurs with companies, blah, 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 you know, the whole whole thing. Students has always have always been interesting to us, especially to me. I mean, I'm a fifth, I, a fifth of my time, I'm a teacher. So I, I've always been in touch with students and I was always looking, how are they getting their first jobs? Because I wanted to make sure if we gave them their first job, they probably, we would be giving them many more jobs afterwards. If mm-hmm. the first job is a student job, then we get to know them and we would be able to pick them up and to give them their first real job. And okay. So when we launched Now Jobs, I thought this is a great way to get in touch with, with students and to to get them before someone else can. But I wasn't really thinking about, about revenue at that time. And as we see now, it's actually big volume. So it's a big business as well. Now Jobs is reaching 100 million euros revenue. And now with uh, France, it's uh, it's growing fast. We already had Germany. So back to the point, Stuff Me, French digital platform doing well. And the two the two CEOs will be on board, Amaury Deverlange and Jean-Baptiste Achard. And I love their names. I mean, <laughs> names like these will get you laid in the US for sure, I think. <laughs> That's that's pretty fucking French. Okay, so let's let's jump into this real quick. Staff Me's been around since 2016. Uh, they've taken about 3.5 million euros in funding, and that was in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. And at about 25 million euros was reported for revenue in 2021. That's not not too shabby. But I mean, now jobs is is like four times the size of that. So is now jobs in France going to be folded into staff me or are they going to stay separate brands just working together it's going to be folded into staff me in france but also a bit separate i mean now jobs is much bigger than staff me is right now but Mm -hmm. now jobs had one of our big companies accent to launch them so we had 268 uh, offices in belgium when we launched now jobs and all 268 offices were promoting now jobs so it was just easy to start. And I mean, those people from Staff Me, they had grew slower than we did, than now Jobs did. But yeah. now, I think with our help, they'll be able to uh, to grow quicker. Yeah. So the, the Staff Me Academy provides professional training for young independent workers. What mm. kind of training? I mean, I, I love the idea of getting the workforce ready for an actual fucking job. That's awesome. But what kind of training do they give them? It depends. And since their focus are students and, and also young entrepreneurs, meaning mm. young, you know, it depends on what the market is asking. And I think reskilling definitely for um, for practical jobs will be something which will stay important for the coming decade, I guess, because yeah. we'll have to switch fast. Mm-hmm. But um, I always think reskilling for students is weird because their students, they're just, they're still studying. Why should they be reskilling them? But then I was thinking about a big Belgian bank, um, KBC, it doesn't matter, big bank, financial mm-hmm. institution. And 10 years ago, they started hiring people who studied, um, how do you call it, um, philosophy, etc. So um, very interesting, but 
try to find a job saying I'm a ph- ph- philosopher. Is that the name? Philosophy major, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's an, not, not really easy. It's more of a hobby, I think. Eh? So those, this, this bank um, offered all those people, pretty intelligent people, but with the wrong kind of degree at that point, offered them the opportunity to reskill themselves during one year to become an it And I was amazed how many people actually did. And not only philosophers, also um, people who studied uh, German languages, when in Belgium, no one needs German, etc. So um, they offered skilled people another skill. And I think that's sometimes probably something they will be doing too. Mm-hmm. Reskilling to fit needs which suddenly occur. Yes. Levin, always in touch with the students. I love yeah. that. Uh, and that will get you in trouble in some <laughs> not countries. Not touching, not touching no, 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 the no, no, students. No. I'm not touching students. I'm in touch with students. Keeping in, in a, touch. That's in a, right. In a very fatherly way. Yeah. So so now Jobs is uh, just open shop Catholic, in Germany. Catholic father? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Just um, reformed. reformed for <laughs> he went there. You know, one of my students last year or two years ago came to me. And we, we had a chat after class and she asked, can I ask you a question? How old are you? So I'm 45. Are you exactly as old as my father? And I thought, damn. And then Levin asked if she liked uh, gladiator movies. Yeah. Do you have like so, a, so, a parent complex? So now Jobs is in Germany as well. Mm-hmm. So you got France. Like, what does this mean for your, your growth on the continent? Are you going to stay put in France? Because we've talked about how unique of a market France is. What does this mean to the growth opportunities? France is just one country and Europe has a bunch of countries. Yeah. Uh, we're going to launch further and further. So now Jobs is going to grow into most, if not all, of, of Europe. And that's the plan. I mean, this is more of a portfolio play from from what it sounds like. Yeah. House of HR feels like a cradle-to-grave service. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You guys are going after students and then you're going after you know physicians and healthcare Flex jobs, construct. You guys are covering pretty much the gamut of every single yeah. person from their working lives, which may may or may not have something to do with the reason Bain uh, bought into to the company. But am I right in saying you're 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 basically creating a cradle to grave solution? for people throughout their entire work life. And I didn't know the expression cradle to grave, but I understand it and I like it, even though it sounds a bit harsh. But um, that's actually the idea. I mean, we definitely want to be offering career guidance. So the moment you pick up a student and you offer him not just a job, but a whole career plan, you got him for life. Okay, Levin, enough about staff me, okay? I get it. It kicks ass. You bought it. That's awesome. Tell us more about some of these other acquisitions that you guys just made. Okay, second one is in Germany. Aldi Personal Vermittlung. It's a terrible name probably even for Germans, but it means locum doctors. And the word locum comes from the Latin phrase locum tenens, meaning placeholder. So locum is a person who temporarily fulfills the duties of someone else. Mm -hmm. So locum doctor is a doctor who covers for another doctor who's on leave. So we already had Avanti in Germany and they are doing exactly the same thing, but with nurses. And as Rika, our CEO said, it's a match match made in heaven. We're going to match those nurses and those doctors and it's a big win. So we didn't need advanced matching software to see the opportunity. So it's a specialized staffing agency focusing on physicians. And that's nice. interesting. Yeah, it's a, You can't go wrong with nurses and healthcare indeed because oh, it's yeah. anti-cyclic. Even if there is a downturn, people will still get sick. People will yeah. still go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then we had two more acquisitions. We had um, two Boltons from Covibo, Covibo in Dutch. So a Bolton acquisition is an acquisition done by one of our major companies. And they just put it underneath their own company. 
a bolt on. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So um, we have uh, FID, which is a leading temporary employment player in waste processing, recycling, landscaping. And these were markets we didn't really have. So it's uh, an asset to our portfolio. And best people is specialized staffing and segment uh, of skilled workers, also within construction, basically what Covebo is already very big in. So th- those make sense, but uh, yeah. we should let them talk about them. those are some big acquisitions and and that is awesome so congratulations to house of hr and all of those companies who just got the big payday great job well i know that we're really blessed to have the scoops on all these house of hr news items uh it's it's helping two americans stay educated on what's going on in the continent All right, let's take a quick break, pay some bills, and uh, we'll play a little buy or sell when we get back. Yes. Europe has a bunch of countries in it. Everyone deserves their best job. That's what Fiji stands for. We make a big difference for independent recruiters with the strength of our fast-growing recruiter network. At Fiji, you can be your best self and work for the company you like whenever and wherever. We support you with the best digital and online recruitment marketing. We offer professional business development support, recruitment specialist training, and a bit of rebellious network meetings. Let's join strengths and help more professionals find the job they love. Celebrate recruitment and join Fiji at FYGI.nl. All right, guys. It's one of our favorite games. Buy or sell. For our listeners who don't know, this is how this works. We take three startups that have gotten money recently. We read a summary And then everyone on this podcast sounds off on whether they are a buy or a sell on that startup. Is everyone ready to play? Let's do it. Buy or sell. All right. Number one, Desk Bird, the Swiss provider of a workplace management platform founded in 2020, has raised a $5 million pre-series A financing round. This brings total funding to $6.5 million and will enable the company to continue to expand its business reach across Europe. DeskBird focuses on hybrid companies. Employees can see who is in the office, schedule their office and work from home days, and book desks. Workplace managers get a view of statistics like office occupancy and consumption. They currently manage 500 offices across 20 countries. Leaven. Are you a buy or sell on DeskBird? It's hmm, a difficult one, I think. They're into hybrid companies, so people working from home sometimes, people working at the office some other times. Okay, interesting. But I think given the high energy prices in Europe, we'll all be sleeping in the office to uh, save <laughs> on gas. So maybe I think they should add some kind of a book a family room option instead of book a desk. And now I'm serious, if the integration with Teams and Outlook and Slack works flawless, then it's definitely a buy. The only thing I'm afraid of is it's so easy to copy for companies like Microsoft. I mean, when Zoom became big, Zoom meetings became big, Microsoft just made team meetings, the standard in Outlook, and that was it. I mean, just a plug-in and they can copy it. And they could do the same thing with DeskBird, I feel. If booking desks through this app works very well, Microsoft can so easily integrate it or its own solution in Outlook. And that's it for DeskBird. But if I was DeskBird CEO, I would try to sell the whole thing to Microsoft and start something new. And that possibility makes it another reason for me to buy it. Big risk, big opportunity. 
Leaving is a buy on desk bird. Buy, yes. So when we interviewed Steve Pemberton, the CHRO of WorkHuman, he made a point to say that we haven't even started to figure out remote, hybrid, and back to office. And anyone who says they have, uh, in my words, are, are full of shit. Hence the need for workplace management platforms like Deskbird, which help companies make more sense of the hybrid workforce. HR systems they're going to need this type of scheduling feature. I don't like seeing it as a platform because it's, it's literally a, a feature for mm-hmm. these bigger, these bigger systems to help organizations manage their hybrid workforce. The question is much like Levin just said, will they try to build it themselves? Well, with under seven, 7 million euros in funding, I believe Desperd could be a quick and easy win for any HR system looking to answer the hybrid scheduling platform, which is why, it's a buy for me that's a buy all right guys we know we know that work from home and hybrid is here to stay for many and if not most companies uh people need to be tracked uh companies love tracking people and companies need something to manage all this back and forth which you guys have already uh waxed poetic on desk bird has timed everything just right. Uh, found it in 2020. Uh, I don't know if someone had the idea that this was going to be the future. If that's the case, then uh, they're geniuses. Uh, they offer integrations, like Levin said, with Teams, Outlook, Google Calendar, and Slack, so they understand the integration game and how to get into these systems, which also makes them a little more appealing for acquisition. Uh, the pricing as well is really, really easy to swallow. Uh, we're talking like less than $5 per user on this service. Oh, yeah. They also have QR codes, Chad. So you can put a QR code and, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and get an office immediately. You don't have to, uh, to use the, uh, the platform. So for me, this desk bird will fly like an eagle. It is a buy from me. Three buys, everybody, if you're keeping score at home. Next up on Buy or Sell is Catch. Cologne, Germany-based Catch has raised a seven-figure amount in a seed round of funding, guys. The startup aims to automate and improve recruitment efficiency for small and medium-sized businesses throughout Germany and the rest of Europe. They serve over 400 small and medium-sized enterprises and say they're filling thousands of roles on the service. Levin, are you a buy or sell on catch? When I read things like advanced matching software and social media automation, I would like to quote Matthew, many feel called, but few are chosen. I mean, there are so many companies doing something similar mm-hmm. and not so many of them actually make a big difference. So I would only buy if I could sell my shares from 13 similar companies beforehand. <laughs> so it's a sell. It's a sell. Oh, hey. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Chad, what you got? The SME market is a hard market to reach, first and foremost, with dumbed down post spray and pray types of functionality. That's not really the answer the market needs. Sourcing social media posts, trying to glean worker sentiment is just creepy. But this takes the cake. Quote, 
the software determines whether the candidate's talents, more significantly, character traits, are a good fit for the organization, end quote. If that doesn't spell bias, I don't know what the hell does. Last but not least, any platform working in the SME space that doesn't provide pricing and or e-commerce to be able to buy seats just doesn't understand the markets that they're trying to attract. Oh, oh yeah. And did, did I forget to, to, to mention Personio and HiBob, two that are also in this space. This is not a surprise, a big sell. Oh, from boy. No one's catching this falling knife. All right. I'm going to give it a baseball reference and say that there are three strikes against this company. Levin mentioned the well-funded competition, as did Chad. Small businesses, medium-sized businesses just suck, and companies that service them rarely find success. And number three, on a macro level, Europe's economy is headed for hard times. Compliments of our friend Vladimir Putin, uh, which means that's three strikes against this startup. It, for me as well is a big sell, although I do like the catchy name. See what I did there. All right, number three. <laughs> number three, N-ploy. That's, that's the letter N and P-L-O-Y. There's no E before the N. Anyway, the Bulgarian <laughs> startup founded in 2018 has raised 2 million euros in a seed round. The company appeals to investors by developing an online platform that works like, wait for it, Chad, a dating app. For job seekers and recruitment teams. Its algorithm matches talent with companies based on mutual expectations and requirements. As with dating apps, if there is a mutual feeling of interest between the company and candidate, a chat automatically opens between the two parties and a video interview can be scheduled. They claim over 85,000 users and over 500 employers using the service. Leaving. Are you swiping left or right on employ? If I swipe to the right, they leave me alone, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's the other way around. If I swipe to the left, they leave me alone. So um, I totally swipe left. It's a sell. <laughs> <laughs> Care to expand on that? I can, I can. I mean, it's I'd rather buy catch. In the end, the Germans win. This is a Sofia-based platform. But the whole idea is nothing new once again. I mean, we have a, an app doing something similar. It's a, a Tinder-based app. We call it Swap. They call it Employ, but the basics are the same. And there are many, many apps like this worldwide. Mm -hmm. So nothing new again. All right, Chad, what do you got? So here's from an article that I read in Tech EU. Quote, the online platform that works like a dating app for job seekers and recruitment teams aims to be operational in 10 more countries by the end of 2023, end quote. So Joel, every time somebody comes out with an eHarmony, Tinder, whatever the hell it is, what uh -huh. generally happens to that, to that platform? Pain. Yeah, <laughs> despair. That's what happened. Despair. And and again, why do I have to book a goddamn demo if I want to merely post a job on your damn app? No pricing, no e-com, no buy here. This to me, I can't even buy on your site. So why the fuck do you think I'm going to buy your company? It's a oh, sell. Boy. Oh, hell no. That's a sell. All right. I'm going to use a baseball reference again. Let's talk uh, three strikes Jobber, some of our listeners will remember, J-O-B-R pioneered this almost a decade ago. Uh, they were acquired by Monster, who said they were going to turn it into Instagram for jobs. Well, if you go to Jobber today, it's a dead-end domain. Monster doesn't even redirect it anywhere, uh, which is shame <laughs> on their tech team. But that's a different podcast. Uh, this thing didn't happen 10 years ago. Uh, it's not going to happen today. Strike number two. 
their app download metrics aren't all that impressive. Uh, 10,000 Android and they only have 89 reviews on the iPhone or the App Store. Hell, Chad, our our podcast has almost that many reviews on this on this show. And number three, if Glassdoor can't get its algorithm right, and I post excessively on LinkedIn about how bad uh, the Glassdoor recommendations that I get are, what makes you think that these guys are going to figure it out when Glassdoor has all the money? This one is super easy sell for me, and that closes another game of buy or sell. Let's talk a little bit more uplifting news, shall we? Ukraine and Poland are in the news. Uh, in case you missed it, there is still a war going on in Ukraine. Uh, and as, U- as Union General William Sherman said, you'll like that, Levin, uh, war is hell. But Poland should be applauded for opening its country to Ukrainian looking for, look, Ukrainians looking for refuge. Poland Mm -hmm. issued the highest number of first resident permits related to employment in 2021, a total of nearly 800,000, representing 27% of all permits issued by the EU. Roughly 666,000 of those came from Ukraine and represents 87% of Ukrainians' first resident permits issued for employment reasons in 2021. Poland isn't alone, but they have really stepped up here. And the brain drain impacting Ukraine uh, can't be ignored as well. Guys, thoughts on Poland's gain and Ukraine's loss in uh, in this predicament? I think Poland is doing, of course, Ukraine a favor, but also itself. This is a great opportunity for Poland to gain some momentum within Europe because there used to be, I know not many people even knew Poland. It's just a, an Eastern European country and we, we got some skilled workers from Poland coming to work in the West, but Poland was something else. But now for them, this is like an image building campaign and suddenly everyone respects them or not everyone, but many people are starting to respect what they're doing for Ukraine. So I think they'll get out of this better because uh, they took a lot of the shit. Otherwise, the rest of Europe would have to take. So they sticked out their necks, if it's an expression. And uh, we appreciate it. So big thanks to Poland. And when talking about the brain drain from Ukraine, this isn't a real brain drain, in my opinion. I mean, those people are desperate to get back. A real brain drain is when people are relocating to get a new life. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening in African countries sometimes, and this is what's also happening in Rus- Russia For at the moment. The ITers are leaving Russia and trying to get a job and trying to get a better life in the West- Western Europe. But as Ukrainian people, they want to go back, most of them. I would call it a, a temporary brain drain, not a real one. Will they have something to go home to, though? Yeah. Well, I think that's the big question is if you're looking at the eastern part of Ukraine versus the western part in middle of Ukraine, where I mean, I've actually talked to Ukrainians who are not they're They're in Poland now and they say they won't go back home. And again, this is just this very few people that I've talked to, but they just say that, you know, there's there's nothing for them when they go back, which is incredibly sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but. The moment Putin falls out of the window, he opened himself and this ridiculous war ends. They mm-hmm. will return because Europe will help them to rebuild. And I hope I think those people miss home. So yeah. Yeah. they didn't choose to, to leave it. It's not it wasn't an economical decision. It was they were forced. So it's a different situation. I think many will return. But a lot won't. I mean, look, Im- immigration and birth rates are the lifeblood of any country. And Europe is struggling with both. Uh, they're an aging population and immigration is sort of a, a int- interesting dilemma for them. 
Mm-hmm. So for Poland, you know, I think this is a sort of an unintended gift uh, in those in those categories. So they've recruited these people sort of, you know, you know, not on purpose. Now the retention starts. And if we're talking about parallel to employment, Poland now has these people that are working in their country. To me, they need to do everything they possibly can to keep them from going back to Ukraine or, or going back to Russia for those that have gone uh, to Poland. If they do it right, uh, Poland will be an economic force, the likes of which they've never enjoyed. Um, and being right next door to, to Germany w- would be interesting. Um, and unlike other parts of Europe, I don't think Poland will view the Ukrainians as unwelcome foreigners. Like I hear so many stories from other parts of, of, uh, of Europe. So Poland being in NATO, I think they're bulletproof against, you know, any sort of invasion, uh, like Ukraine was, will Ukraine be bulletproof again in the future? I, I don't, I don't necessarily agree that all the Ukrainians are going to go back or even a majority. I think if they can find a better life in a NATO country, that they're more than happy to embrace that. And it's up to Poland to make sure that they support that. So, Think of the, the the macro piece of this because they there are 2.9 million first residence permits issued in the EU in 2021, which was up 31% from the previous year. So movement is obviously happening. Mm-hmm. Do we see a ton of movement because of Brexit as well? You have all these individuals who were in the EU when they were in the U- UK, but now it's not. So are we going to start to see movement out of, and, and also, you know, kind of like a brain drain of some sort out of the UK? Do you, do you think that'll happen leaving, or do you think they'll put different measures in place so that they can actually keep that talent? I think it will be even the other way around. I mean, by Brexiting, the pound today is much stronger than the euro is. So I think uh, if this whole situation in Europe gets even worse, which is possible with the energy problem, then you're better off in the UK for the moment. Mm. Uh, and with their new prime minister, who is not really into Europe, they uh, definitely won't be too friendly, I guess. So I don't see that problem. Uh, but I don't agree with something you said, Joel, uh, with uh, Europe being considering those Ukrainians as uh, unf- uh, unwanted. Most of the people in Europe are really feeling sorry for them and are open to them and are trying to help them mm-hmm. much more than with any other refugee. I mean, we had problems, not problems. We had situations with um, Afghanistan refugees. And Syrians. And Syrians, definitely. Yeah. And those were probably less welcome because it's a different world. And, and yeah. okay. But this is something else. People are really very, very open-minded, most of them. And they're willing to let them stay, not just hang out for a while. I think I was just saying, I was mentioning like yeah. historically, I know a lot of countries in Europe have issues with, you know, migration, anti-immigration, as does the United States. But I know that a lot of countries do. But Ukrainians, mm-hmm. if, if they're open to them and, and willing to let them stay, I think that's the key point. They can benefit from from that immigration. Definitely. We would like to keep those IT people and those engineers and those skilled workers. Definitely. But uh, we will also help them to return. Have a lot of them come to Belgium? Yeah, we have, uh, where I'm living, there is a whole city, uh, a whole, yeah, it's like a container city built for them just to help them out. Every little village in, in Belgium has uh, refugees. Feel the love, everybody. This refugee is uh, looking for my first residence in uh, Southern Europe very soon. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, another episode is in the can, boys. We, we out. out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called the podcast the chat the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing
Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.